keep watching all of them and if you haven't subscribed the channel then please subscribe the channel and hit the bell icon so that you do not miss any any important update which is coming from my side so without wasting the time let's get back to the business the very first topic for today's class is related to maharashtra and the maharashtra government has recently decided to double the pension of all the freedom fighters as far as these freedom fighters are concerned my dear these freedom fighters are related to india's freedom struggle marathwada mukti sangram goa liberation movement and all such freedom fighters so maharashtra government has decided to double the pension of these uh, freedom fighters from 10000 to 20000 per month so this is a welcoming step because by this step the maharashtra government is actually trying to give some respect to the freedom fighters which is very very important as far as their image in the country like india is concerned so we all know that the maharashtra present chief minister is eknath shinde and uh, the capital of maharashtra is mumbai and the winter's capital is nagpur after that we know that the governor of maharashtra is bhagat singh koshiari so all of these important news uh, these all are the important news which you guys should be aware of he is eknath shinde and we know that before this person the former chief minister of maharashtra was uddhav thakre and we all are very well aware with this that how uh, means the power tussle was going on in maharashtra in which uh, like eventually the eknath shinde emerged victorious uh, <clears throat> so all of these interesting things will be covered by me in my upcoming videos so kindly uh, press the bell icon if you haven't subscribed the channel kindly hit the subscribe button and your likes your love is very important for my channel to grow if you love uh, like all my sessions kindly keep keep giving your love and support to me so that i should be coming with some more interesting sessions in the future after this current affair the next news which i'll be covering about is the northeast olympic games so the northeast olympic games in this for the second consecutive time my dear manipur top the list the total medal manipur got is 237 in which 85 are gold 76 are silver 77 are bronze the second place has acquired by has been acquired by assam with a total medal tally of 201 in which 81 are gold 60 are silver 60 are bronze and my dear uh, this event means in this event uh, almost eight states of the country's northeast region participated from november 10th i want you to kindly find some of the important questions regarding the topic for example i want you to find out that when was the first session of the olympic northeast olympic game was conducted and who was the winner which state was the winner in that session of northeast olympic i want your answers in the comment section the next topic this is the image of the current champions of northeast olympics the manipur team after that we have the next news related to the maniksha the chief minister of tripura as far as maniksha is concerned my dear maniksha uh, is trying to improve some kind of a citizen to government interaction so he has developed a new scheme called amar sarkar and my dear the amar sarkar will act as a bridge between people and the government now what is this all scheme all about my uh, dear the tripura chief minister mr maniksha he is trying to ensure all the citizens of tripura that whatever the scheme is whether that scheme is related to central sector whether that scheme is a state sponsored scheme all of these schemes will reach your doorsteps you do not need to wander from one place to another in order to reap the benefits of all such schemes the schemes will reach your doorsteps you do not need to go anywhere a total of 78 departments including the panchayat department has been included in the web portal of uh, amar sarkar and the portal will help the people my dear this is the very very important uh, thing and i will give a thumbs up because of this thing which the government of tripura has brought in this is talking about that the people will be able to register their problems and complaints uh, through the village committee officials and for that we have the website amarsarkar.tripura.gov.in very important and now you guys will be able to register your grievances if any and the government of tripura will try to resolve them in the speedy means uh, in a very speedy purpose or in a very speedy process after that he is maniksha as you can see in the screen then the capital of tripura is agartala we know 
Chief Minister of Tripura is Manik Shah and the Governor is Satyadev Narayan Arya. Then the next current affair, it is related with elephant death audit framework. So this is a kind of a framework in which you are getting the record of elephant death and it is introduced by Tamil Nadu. And the Tamil Nadu Forest Department has introduced this in which more detailed and transparently all the recording and monitoring of the elephant deaths in the state will be done. Presently, identifying the cause of mortality in the field remains the critical question for many because we know that we need to protect your forest. We need to protect our forest from all the poachers. And it will be impossible for us if we, if we do not know that what is the reason and what is that modus operandi which is taken by all of these poachers in order to attack all these elephants and all the wild animals. So if the national parks, if wildlife sanctuaries are not safe for our animals, then what will be? So it is a great question because of which the debate is on in our country for many years that what the government is doing for that. So it is a welcoming step for this. So in this way, we will be able to stop the poachers. We, we will be able to stop our animal uh, wealth. And in this way, we guys will be able to protect our ecosystem. My dear, ecosystem is very much important for the biological balance. And if the biological diversity is disturbed, is if the biological diversity is not balanced at all, then it can create some serious problems related to our ecosystem. And that will be the problem in which we will not be able to survive. I mean, the human race will not be able to survive. Although there are some other questions also, which is like hovering us from all the sides related to the global warming and the climate change. That is the most important question of the century. Then you have some important details about Tamil Nadu, like the Chennai is the capital. Mr. M.K. Stalin is the chief minister and the governor and R.N. Ravi. You all must be having this common question in your mind. Ki, sir, why the names of these governors are looking like as if they are not the resident of these states? This is the most probable question that many of you must be having. But before we answer such question, it is very much important for all of us to know that uh, means what is our uh, constitution is saying as far as our governor is concerned. As far as the constitution of India is concerned, my dear, the constitution of India is saying that uh, like the governor shall be appointed by the president according to article 156 of our honorable constitution and all the articles from 152 to 162 they are talking about the governors of state but the most important thing is that in india governor is appointed by the president on the advice of prime minister that is the most important thing and the another important thing is that before you appoint governor it is very much important for you to take into account the qualifications Although the qualifications which are mentioned in our constitution, they are just very simple, like your age should be at least 35. You must be a citizen of India. But apart from that, we have a very common practice which is going around in our country from many like years. And this is the practice that in which we say that uh, if you are going to appoint someone as a governor of some state, kindly make sure that that person should not be having any domicile in the state, uh, like in, in that state for which he is going to work as a governor, first point. And the second thing is, before you appoint the governor, it is very much important for the president to consult the chief minister of that state. But whether we follow these practices or not, that is a matter of concern. But we, we, we follow the first point that before we appoint the governor, we make sure that that person should not be having any domicile in that state. So heading forward to our next question on the next current affair in which I'll be talking about all the important things related to West Bengal because very recently we have got the new governor of West Bengal, Mr. or I would say Dr. C.V. Anand Bose. As far as this governor of West Bengal is concerned, my dear, my slides just got hanged. I'm sorry for that. So President Draupadi Murmu as far as she is concerned, she has appointed C.V. Anandabose. C.V. Anandabose has been appointed as the governor of West Bengal. And as far as C.V. Anandabose is concerned, my dear, he is uh, like 
71 years old and he's uh, like 1977 batch IAS officer from Kerala cadre. I must admit this, that the Kerala cadre has produced some of the brilliant minds, some, some of the brilliant officers in India. And he last served as an administrator in the National Museum before his super innovating things happened in the year 2011. So the state to which he belongs, that state is uh, West Bengal. As far as West Bengal is concerned, he is the uh, he is Dr. C. V. Anand Bose. And the state to which he belongs is West Bengal. And the chief justice of Kolkata High Court of this state is Prakash Srivastava, whereas the chief minister is Mamta Banerjee. And we know that the Mamta Banerjee ties are not going great with the central government. And her ties are also not going great as far as some of the other, like some of the other things are concerned. Because the problem is that Mamta Banerjee, Mamta Banerjee is not so happy with the central government. And she's also having some grudges with the governor. And why she's having so many grudges with the government, sorry, with the governor is damn, is damn clear. Because I have already clarified this point that the governor is appointed by the president and all such uh, appointments are done when he's appointed, when he's advised to do so by uh, the Honorable Prime Minister, who is the head of our Council of Ministers. The problem here is that before appointing the governor, uh, means the governor is appointed without any elections, he's directly nominated. And I think that is the matter of that, that is a bone of contention as far as centre and state relations are concerned. So heading forward to the next current affair related to our state topic, that is Uttarakhand will be the next topic. And Uttarakhand High Court has been shifted from Haldwani to Nenital. This decision has been taken or this decision was taken in the cabinet meeting recently held under the chairmanship of Chief Minister of the State, Pushkar Singh Dhami. And it was in Dehradun. So Uttarakhand cabinet decided that uh, apart from shifting the capital from Haldwani, sorry, to Haldwani from Nenital, they also decided to impose some strict conversion laws in the state. Now, what is this conversion law all about? My dear, under the conversion law, Uttarakhand government said that if anyone is found to be converting anyone forcefully, then that person who is engaged in the forcible conversion will put behind the bars for 10 years. That will be some of the cognizable offense, my dear. I want your answers regarding that. What do you understand by cognizable offense? Because that is important. Because, my dear, the cognizable offense-like system is very much important as far as the Indian subcontinent is concerned. It is going on in India, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, Pakistan. So as far as the cognizable offenses are concerned, my dear, if you say that this is a cognizable, this is a cognizable offense, it means that this, uh, this offense is a serious offense. And you know that. If, if any offense is a serious offense, it means what? It means that you can be arrested anytime by the police officer, even without the arrest warrant. So if the police has the authority to arrest someone without the arrest warrant, it means that that person has committed some kind of a, some kind of a cognizable offense. This is what the problem is. So apart from that, let's head forward to what uh, the next current affair has to like, has all about to say. This is the High Court of Uttarakhand. You guys can have a glimpse over it. After that, we have the International Gita Mahatsa and it was organized recently at Haryana. So as far as the International Gita Mahatsa is concerned, it was organized from November 19th to December 6th at Kurukshetra. And the President Draupadi Murmu, uh, like she attended the grand festival of Holy Gita. See, my dear, the basic idea behind that why we guys are conducting such holy festivals is to enrich our culture. And it also places some like examples in the world about how rich your Indian culture is. It also places your culture in the world like at the upper level. And you also try to impress the public. You also try to tell the world that this is how we generally celebrate things in our Indian culture. So in this way, you're not only making the culture famous, but you are also exemplifying it. So that is a great thing. This is what the International Gita Mahatsav is doing. Haryana Chief Minister Manohar Lal said the president participated in the Gita Yagya at Brahma Sarovar. This is what 
the news re related to President Draupadi Murmu was the renowned national scholars means across the country and abroad, they presented their research papers on the world peace and harmony with inspiration of Srimad Bhagavad Gita. This is very important. All the important, like all the important national scholars, they came to the forefront and they talked about like what is the use of world peace and harmony as far as uh, like in this present world is concerned. And they took the inspiration from Srimad Bhagavad Gita. And my dear, uh, like world peace and harmony, this is what which India project right from the very front. And you guys should be very much aware with that. What is the official stand of India as far as Russia-Ukraine war is concerned, as far as the tensions between China and Taiwan is concerned. We always stand with one statement, which is our official statement, which is PDD. PDD, which means peace, diplomacy, and dialogue. It means that we are Indians and we are strongly supporting this proverb. It means what? It means that we are in the support of world peace. This is what we want. After that, we have the next current affair, which is related with some of the military exercise between US and India. This is called Yud Abhyas, which is India-US joint military exercise. My dear, when I used to be the student, when I, when I used to study, there used to be a very, uh, I would say, but natural question in my mind, ki, sir, why the important countries in the world, they conduct such kind of a military exercise? Sir, what is the use behind that? Because uh, if, uh, if the armies, like if the armies of two countries are practicing with each other, it means that all of your loopholes will be open. Na? So, Will that be, uh, I would say, will 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 that not affect the internal security or some kind of the sovereignty of that state? This is what my question used to be. But my teacher explained me, ki, beta, it is very, very important for the countries to go for the military exercise annually or biannually. Then I asked him, sir, why? So he said that it actually checks the preparedness of your military in order to handle, in order to take anything under control if any emergency like situation emerges, then I got him point. Like I got his point key. Yes, actually it is very much important to check the preparedness of your army, of your military in times of emergency. So this is to exchange best practices, tactics, techniques, procedures. It is not like that, that your army is perfect. It also means that in future, you actually got to learn lot many things from the armies of developed nations, like any other nation. It is not like that, that it is written somewhere that your army is the best. No, there should be always some kind of an open window for your army to advance in future. This is why we generally exercise with all the important economies of the world. Heading forward to the next current affair, this is the picture of US and India doing the military exercise. The next current affair is related to the state of Meghalaya as far as the Bangla festival is concerned. My dear, Bangla festival is also called 100 drum festival. First of, first of all, why this festival is important? My dear, this festival is generally celebrated as a harvest festival and it is celebrated in the memory of or to pay honor to the sun god of Meghalaya, that is Saljong. Who is the means this festival is generally celebrated to please the sun god Saljong. The Bangla festival is known as 100 drum festival because you have the 100 drums producing the sound in order to, uh, I would say, in, in, in order to please the sun god uh, of fertility, that is Saljong. So Bangla festival is the occasion when all the tribals, they offer sacrifice, means various types of sacrifices to please the main deity, Saljong. So this is a kind of a tribal festival, very much important for all of you in order to understand uh, like how many kind of cultures we are having in this small country like India in order to exemplify that how much diverse we are and still we are united. This is the picture of Bangla festival, means the people who are doing Bangla festival. After that, uh, we have the next list that is awards and honors. And anyway, I'll not be able to cover all of them, but we'll try to cover some important things related to awards and honors. The first thing which I'll be covering is related with 
Danish Manzoor Bhatt, which who has been honored with Jaipur Food, which is USA's first global humanitarian award. I'm talking about Mr. Danish Manzoor Bhatt, who is originally hailing from Kashmir Valley. He has been honored with the first global humanitarian award, which is Jaipur Food USA's first global humanitarian award. And this award was presented to Mr. Danish uh, during a ceremony held at Consulate General of India in New York. And the award was presented in the Indian High Commission by the Consul General Randhir Jaiswal, who is an IAS officer, and Prem Bhandari, who was the chairman of Jaipur Food USA. Great thing. Great, great thing. He's Mr. Danish Manzoor Bhatt. If you haven't seen him, kindly have a uh, look over him. Then we have the next current affair of awards and honors related with Kathak exponent Uma Sharma, who received Sumitra Charat Ram Award. I'm talking about Sumitra Charat Ram Award. And the Kathak exponent Dr. Uma Sharma has received the prestigious, prestigious Sumitra Charat Ram Award for the lifetime achievement in recognition of her contribution in the field of Indian classical music and dance. And in the next image, you have the like, you have the image of this Kathak exponent and uh, Mr. Sorry, Miss, oh, sorry, Dr. Uma Sharma. And then after that, we have the next current affair related with Khalid Javed. Khalid Javed, he wins uh, the 2022 JCB Prize for Literature. Author Khalid Javed book, Paradise of the Food, translated by Baran Faruqi from Urdu, won the fifth JCB Prize for Literature. The book originally published as uh, Neemat Khana. Neem, sorry, the book originally published as Neemat Khana in 2014 as the fourth translation to win the award. And this is the first work in Urdu to win it. And it's the image of Khalid Javed receiving the award, JCB Prize for Literature. Then we have the next current affair related with Tibetan spiritual leader Dalai Lama, who has been honored with Gandhi Mandela Award. Very, very important award. As far as the Gandhi Mandela Award series is concerned, the 14th Dalai Lama was conferred with the Gandhi Mandela Award 2022 at the Thek chain choling in Dharamshala's Maklod Ganj by Himachal Pradesh Governor Mr. Rajendra Vishwanath. The Tibetan spiritual leader receiving the Peace Prize from the New Delhi-based Gandhi Mandela Foundation. So the Tibetan spiritual leader is a recipient of also the Nobel Peace Prize in the year 1989. Apart from that, now you have awarded him with the Gandhi Mandela Award series. Another point in which you generally want to portray that that this person is the, the advocate means this person advocates peace and harmony throughout the world this is what uh, the indian government is trying to give the message out then we have the next award in the field of uh, excellence in family planning and india recently won the excellence award in the family planning leadership and my dear we have we have actually been awarded in such a uh, in such a field of family planning when India has uh, means is going to cross China and be the populist country in the world very next year. We are, we are already a country of 140 crore population. So India became the only country to receive the leadership in family planning Excel award, which is called Excels in the country category at the international conference on family planning, which was held in Thailand. So means all the things which is India doing related to family planning, it demonstrated that India is doing some progress in order to achieve the sustainable development goals on women and maternal health. I will also be doing a special session over the SDG targets, means the sustainable development targets. We'll be doing a special session over it so that you guys should be uh, feeling some easy to understand that what all these SDG are. Then we have the next current affair related with NTPC. NTPC QC team from uh, Abhu, oh, sorry, Abhuyudhya has won the gold award in 47th International Convention on Quality Control Circle. So NTPC's QC team uh, has won the gold award in the 47th ICQCC 2022. And the convention is being 
held from 15th to 18th November in Jakarta. The theme was Built Back Better Through Quality Efforts. My dear, uh, all of these themes are very much important and, and also remember something about the events which are going around. Then apart from that, uh, we have the next award in the series of 53rd IFFI. The Spanish film director and the writer, Mr. Carlos, to be given the Satyajit Ray Lifetime Achievement Award. The Spanish filmmaker, Mr. Carlos, received the Golden Beer for Best Director already at the Berlin International Film Festival for the film De Prisa, along with the two silver beers for La Casa and the Peppermint Frappe, a BAFTA for Carmen, and three awards at Cannes, among several others will be honored with the Satyajit Ray Lifetime Achievement Award and the eighth film retrospective at IFFI. I just want you to know something about that when this award was first given, when these awards were started, what is so special about Satyajit Ray Lifetime uh, Achievement Awards? I just want these questions for you guys to be answered. He is uh, the Spanish, uh, I, I would say, Mr. Carlos, who is the uh, director, writer, uh, actor, and producer. After that, we have Mr. Shlok Mukherjee. Mr. Shlok Mukherjee wins India's 2022 Doodle for Google Award. Google announces his name as the winner of 2022 Doodle for Google competition. Mr. Shlok Mukherjee is from Kolkata and was declared the winner for India for his inspiring Doodle, which is titled On India on Center State. So I, I will be showing the doodle which he created. And this doodle was featured on Google on 14th November. Shlok Mukherjee showcased India's scientific achievements and advancements through his doodle. This was the doodle which he made. So in this doodle, he showcased all the important scientific achievements, advancement. And as you can point out in this doodle, this was actually prepared uh, by this man. And, and he was declared winner because he not only showcased India's scientific achievements and uh, like all the important advancements that the country made. But the title means India on center state is also very much visible uh, in this doodle. As you can see here, you have the citizens who are, who are so much proud of India doing great in such a session. Then we have the next and the last award that is Kerala Tourism Award. The Kerala Tourism won the Responsible Tourism Global Award at the World Travel Mart. The Kerala Governor is Arif Muhammad Khan, capital is Tiruvanthapuram, and the Chief Minister is Pinaraya. So Kerala Tourism has backed the prestigious Responsible Tourism Award at the World Travel Mart held in London. State Tourism Minister P.V. Muhammad Riyas received the award on the behalf of Department at London. So this award was generally presented because of the street project implemented by the Responsible Tourism Mission under the Kerala government. So this is what uh, the major point was that why Kerala has been given such award. And this is also the end of today's important news related with award and honor and all the state. I'll be coming with the defense news in the next session. And I just want you guys to be uh, like online with me, kindly wait for my session. And if you want to be like, if you want to be informed immediately about the session, then I want you guys to kindly not only like the session, but also press the subscribe button and do not forget to press that bell icon. That is important so that you should not miss any, any update from my side. Kindly like the session. And if you haven't liked it, kindly like it and share it with all your friends who are preparing for the government examination, because the topics which I'll be covering today, they are not only important for SSC, CGL banking awareness, but they are equally important for any government examination which you are preparing for. And I have made all these current affairs uh, so much, I would say, so much in that direction that it should be helping you guys uh, to pass any government examination without any hassle. And I just want your support and love. And if you haven't, like, if you, if you do not know about the Vidya Guru, then let me tell you. In order to make your preparations easy, Vidya Guru is coming with some of the very important courses, which I think you all should be going and buying if you are serious aspirant and preparing seriously for SSC, CGL, banking awareness or any other 
government examination you want to clear off. Seriously, I must say this, that Vidya Guru is the only institution where only education matters and nothing else. And I can seriously say this. You guys will realize it after buying the course. If you want the demo class, you can uh, easily contact our administrative team. And the numbers are already displayed in the like uh, your uh, the description of the video. So without wasting the time, let's start the session. The very first thing which I'll be covering in the session is related to defense. And the exercise which I'll be covering is the naval exercise Naseem Al-Bohar. Naseem Al-Bohar, this is the 13th bilateral naval exercise between Indian and the Royal Oman Navies. The Naseem Al-Bohar 2022 commenced off the coast of Oman on 20th November 2022. The capital of Oman is Muscat and the currency of Oman is Omani Rial. So all these news are very much important if we have done something like that. After that, we have the next current affair related with, this is how the exercise was conducted, my dear. The next current affair is related with Southwestern Command, which conduct integrated power exercise in Rajasthan. So the Southwestern Command of Indian Navy conducted very recently integrated firepower exercise, which is called Shatrunash at MFFR, Thar Desert of Rajasthan. As the name itself is saying, Shatrunash, it means you want to completely destroy your enemies. And as far as your enemies are concerned, we generally adopt the zero tolerance policy towards our enemies and towards the enemies of the land. We are not in a condition to leave them at any cost. So this is all about the Southwestern Command and the integrated power exercise conducted in Rajasthan. The next current affair is related with Manoj Pandey, who is the Army Chief General, and he received some Guard of Honor at Paris. So he received this guard of honor in Paris, which is called Les Invalides, Les Invalides on November 17th, 2022. He is on a four-day visit to France. Means he was on the four-day visit to France when he then he got this award. General Manoj Pandey, during his visit, held talks with his French counterpart, General Mr. Pierre, uh, Mr. Pierre Chichel and discuss some issues of mutual interest during his visit to European country. My dear, if my pronunciation regarding all these things are not so clear, kindly forgive me, uh, because these names uh, are something which can be pronounced by you guys in different different pronunciation. That doesn't matter. But the point is, fact should be correct. The chief of army staff, he was on the visit to France from 14th to 17th November when he, when he got this award, when he got this like guard of honor at Paris. And apart from that, the most important thing, this is uh, our general Manoj Pandey. You guys can have a look over him. And this is how he got this guard of honor. And then see my dear, such kinds of uh, honors are important in, uh, if you want, like your, if you want uh, the, the relations between the two countries to excel, if you want the relations between two countries to improve, then such things are very, very important. Then we have the next current affair related with the Indian Army and they have launched very recently the Virangana Seva Kendra. The Virangana Seva Kendra, as the name is suggesting, my dear, it is for Veer Naris. Now, who are Veer Naris? The Indian Army launched a single window facility, Virangana Seva Kendra, for the welfare and grievance redressal of army wives. The Virangana Seva Kendra project was inaugurated by AWWA, which is President. Army Wives Welfare Association at the premises of DIAV, Directorate of Indian Army Veterans, which is located at Delhi, Kent. And the wives of the army officers are named here as Veer Naris. So this program has been launched for that. This is a single window facility where all the kinds of facilities will be made available to these Veer Naris without making them stand anywhere in the lines. So this is all about the defense news. So now let's discuss something about the ranks and reports. The next topic which I'll be taking in this class is related to ranks and reports. In the ranks, the very first index which I have for you, that is called Network Readiness Index 2022, in which we have been ranked 61st. We have moved six slots, we improved our position, and now we stand at 61st. 
as per the network readiness index 2022 report which is also called nri report this report is prepared by us based portulans institute very important the producer should be known this is an independent non profit research and educational institute in a statement issued by telecom ministry it was stated that india's overall score has improved to 51.19 which was earlier 49.74 in the previous year of 2021 apart from that the next current affair that we have for you related to the ranking of india is shahjahanpur shahjahanpur district of up has been ranked among us the topest in the jal jeevan mission shahjahanpur has become number 1 in the country in giving maximum number of tap connections in a month under the jal jeevan mission i just want one news from you guys if you are daily preparing for the current affairs that which government of india or which government of the state of india has announced to give or to distribute uh the ganga jal connections means the ganga water connections to everyone in the state which state has recently uh, has taken a step in that direction apart from that again i just want to uh, touch that if you guys have not like the session kindly like it kindly call all your friends to come online and attend the session if they are also preparing like you guys like the serious aspirants and my dear vidya guru again i'm saying yes it is only the institute where education seriously matters a lot they have come with such a plan which is very much affordable and my dear it is going to help you a lot in seriously preparing for the government examination if you haven't have any words with the administration kindly call them today right now and have some words regarding all the programs that we have and if you have any question regarding it you guys can post it in the comment section i read all of the comments might be that i i might be late in answering uh, any one of them but i seriously read them all and yes my dear the very important thing is your love kindly keep showering your love over me so that it it actually empowers me it it emphasizes that important thing in my life for which today i'm teaching for so let's uh, today create another current affair so shah jahanpur has created history in providing tap connections and my dear this is in uttar pradesh the people never ever believed that a district of up will be able to achieve such a landmark i would say a uh, position after that we have the climate change performance index 2023 in which india has been ranked 8th my dear it is released and published by three environmental non governmental organizations that is german watch new climate institute and the climate action network which is can india rose two spots to rank 8 out of the 63 countries in the climate change performance index 2023 again we have done something great this is how we guys are doing but the most important question before all of us is that that the most important thing which we need to address today is the climate change we know that the way we are producing the carbon dioxide the way carbon dioxide emissions are going up in the world it is making us to think about the one unanswered question that are we guys seriously ready for this human civilization to extend because according to the recent reports we know that in the cop 21 which is cop 21 conference of parties 21 it is generally conducted every year under the program unfccc means united nation framework convention on climate change we started conducting the conference of party meetings under that and in that meeting which was held in the year 2015 in paris we decided that all of us will uh, i would say all of us will try to cover the temperature all of us will try to i, I would say control the temperature by plus minus 1.5 to 2 degree celsius by the end of this uh, i would say century but according to recent study if the carbon dioxide emissions are allowed to go like this then the world temperature will rise by 1.5 degree celsius only by the end of 2050 are we ready for that according to some reports that if such level of carbon dioxide emissions are allowed to go up 
then the trigger points will be triggered and if the trigger points are triggered my sorry if the trigger pro, uh, the if the trigger points are triggered it means the earth will start warming up automatically and you guys will not be able to stop it and then the most important question comes in our mind is sir is global warming good for us i always answer only one thing my dear global warming is great for us or good for us depends upon the quantity my dear global warming is a concept which is related with the concept of greenhouse gas effect greenhouse gas effect is good for us is great for us because it is just because of the greenhouse gas effect we have a temperature under which life is possible over earth but as all and everyone say excess of everything is bad so even the excess of greenhouse gas effect is what we term global warming so now let's point out to the next session sorry the next news which is related with artemis 1 so us space agency nasa launches artemis 1 rocket on a mission to moon and united space agency nasa launched this from kennedy space center florida about 8 minutes after the launch the core stage engines cut off and the core stage separated from rest of the rocket after this the orion spacecraft was propelled by the interim cryogenic propulsion stage and the nasa also deployed four solar arrays of orion spacecraft my dear the way nasa has adopted landmarks in the apollo missions where the nasa sent astronauts to moon i i would say even today even today nasa is alone in that race we do not have any other space agency in the world who have ever uh, able to let their astronauts land over the surface of moon you are still fighting for that and nasa adopted that way way ago after that i just want you guys to answer one question under which apollo mission nasa drove a car nasa drove a car over the surface of moon yes it is important yes this was done by nasa i just want you to answer under which apollo mission nasa drove a car over moon then till then uh, cover the next session this is how it looked like artemis 1 as far as the nasa's administrator is concerned he is bill nelson and the headquarters of nasa is washington dc united states nasa was founded on 1st of october 1958 then we have the next current affair uh, as far as all of these sessions are concerned my dear uh, will be having then another session related with the states this is everything related to the news of nasa and this has opened another one point before all of us that as far as these news are concerned what are we doing what are we doing seriously what are we doing as far as the isro is concerned means when we will be able to achieve that landmark which nasa achieved way way ago are we heading towards the right direction and according to some experts then the answer is yes we have headed yes we are heading towards a nice i would say starting and we should be proud of it then apart from that i will be having some miscellaneous topics with you we'll be covering that just wait for 2 minutes as you can see in this session i'll be covering about some important news some important miscellaneous news so without causing much delay let's start it as you can see the very first thing in the miscellaneous section is all about the emission gap report as far as the emission gap report is concerned my dear this report <clears throat> is called emissions gap report 2022 the closing window was recently released by united nations environment program unep The emission gap report assesses the gap between countries' pledges on emission reduction and reduction required to bring down the global temperature increase below two degrees Celsius by two hundred, sorry, two thousand means twenty one hundred by the year twenty one hundred. So it analyzes the difference between like where the global greenhouse gases emissions are predicted to be in two thousand thirty and where they should be to prevent the catastrophic consequences of climate change. again this is important news 
After that, we have the second current affair from the miscellaneous category. Uh, kindly forgive me as I can see the slides are hanged. The application might be... Oh. Just one minute. Oh, sorry. The application stopped. Just one more minute, guys. I'm so sorry for it. So as you can see, uh, like, let me narrate you. Then the application is opening. Uh, the second point we'll be talking about, uh, like the 2022 NDC. NDC synthesizes 2022 NDC report. The application is now opened. Let me share it with you guys. As you can see in the 2022 NDC synthesizes report, it was released by United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change ahead of COP27. I already discussed about the COP, what are these COPs? COPs are the conference of parties held under United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change. So this year, COP27 held in one of the town or one of the city of Egypt called Sharm el-Sheikh. So it is to be held in, means it, it has already been conducted in the month of November. United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change Synthesis Report is an annual summary of countries' nationally determined contributions and their impact on greenhouse gas emissions. Again, this is important. So the 2022, as you can see, the 2022 edition uh, analyzes 166 NDCs which are climate commitments communicated to UNFCCC as of September 2022 this year. So this is the second synthesis of countries nationally determined contributions. And the report found that while the countries are minimizing their greenhouse gas emissions, but their combined climate pledge could put the world on track for around 2.5 degrees Celsius of warming by the end of the 21st century. I already told you this was the report which I was talking about that that even if if the countries are still going with this greenhouse gas emissions the way they are going now and if you even combine it if you even contract it if you even try to control it it is not going to have any effect or any large effect over controlling the global warming global warming is about to happen and if if the temperatures are crossing means if if we if we consider all the reports correct and if we believe that the temperatures are crossing even by 1.5 degrees celsius uh, above the pre-industrial level then still it is going to trigger the trigger points and if they are triggered then you guys will not be able to stop the global warming because the global warming will automatically start rising this is what we call the trigger points so we need to do a lot. We need to do a lot in order to try, in order to stop the climate change. Because if we are not able to stop the climate change, guys, then it is a very, very grave issue in which the human race will be destroyed. Then we have the next current affair, which is talking about the Indian government. The Indian government officially restricted the use of popular herbicide glyphosate the herbicide glyphosate is a herbicide that is applied on leaves to kill both the broadleaf plants and grasses so it is a kind of non-selective herbicide that can kill almost all the plants by stopping them from producing some specific proteins required for their growth sodium salt form of this herbicide is used to regulate the plant growth and ripens the specific crops and according to some reports of WHO, my dear, if these uh, herbicides are allowed to be like there, then it, it can cause some, some health disasters, which we, which we will not be able to control in future. So it is the right time to stop all of these uh, things which are artificial. Then we have the next current affair miscellaneous point related to WHO. The WHO World Health Organization Fungal Priority Pathogens List, which is called FPPL List, was released recently. This is a first ever list of fungi that are recognized as priority pathogens because it contains a catalog of 19 fungi that are considered to be greatest public health threat. 
the fppl means the fungal priority uh, pathogen list is a first global effort to systematically prioritize sorry prioritize uh, sorry prioritize uh, uh, means to give some kind of priorities a uh, uh, prioritize the fungal pathogens with considerations to the unmet research and development requirements and perceived global public health importance so uh, if you guys are very well aware uh, very recently the who called all the important scientists of the world and all the important scientists were meeting in who and they were talking about the coming of what could be the next disease which could affect the world even more adversely than covid-19 if you guys were watching the newspapers very categorically very seriously as the serious aspirin then you must have got the point related to disease x so according to the global scientists they predicted the next disease which is going to affect the world will be disease x now what is this disease x according to the scientists my dear the disease x will be the disease which will having the properties of covid-19 in terms of its spread ratio and the properties of ebola virus in terms of the fatality rate so some kind of a virus which is having both like a hybrid form of covid and ebola that will be the disease x and it is going to be the deadly disease through which the world will not be able to handle itself according to who even covid-19 uh, 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 although covid-19 is a pandemic but covid-19 cannot be regarded as a serious disease because covid-19 fatality rate was around 4 4 to 6% anywhere according to various newspapers and different different media channel someone is saying is 5.1 some are saying 4.2 so let's place it between 4 to 6 whereas the fatality rate of ebola virus is much much higher so according to scientists the next disease which is going to affect the world will be disease x we are not knowing the name of it so we called it x let it be x so the good news is that in another 10 to 15 years we are not going to have it but the bad news is that one case in africa has been detected which shows positive that 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 lady was positive for covid-19 but the symptoms were like ebola so we are seriously concerned about that like if that is what which is going to happen in the future that it is a matter of concern the next current affair is talking about shanghai the authorities in shanghai have rolled out an inhalable vaccine against covid-19 as a booster dose for previously vaccinated people and we all know that right now the zero covid policy which has been adopted by china in order to contain the spread of covid-19 virus which is still on the rise in china because of which the people were recently on the streets protesting against the chinese president xi jinping to step down as the president of china why why all this is happening because even now china is failed in order to control the spread of covid-19 the chinese biopharmaceutical company cancino biologists developed the inhalable covid-19 vaccine as an aerosol version of company's one shot adenovirus vaccine the clinical trials for these vaccines were already conducted in some countries like malaysia argentina mexico hungary pakistan china and now it is ready to be rolled out the next current affair is related with odisha the odisha chief minister navneet patnaik launched the common credit portal safal to increase farmers access to loans safal stands for simplified application for agricultural loans my dear and this is india's first online agricultural credit facilitation portal this common credit portal access to over 300 term loan products provided for farmers and agri entrepreneurs these terms loan products will be provided by more than 40 partner banks so we are trying to increase the financial inclusions of farmers and we are also trying to give them some stand and we are also trying to double their income this is what the government safal program is all about means i'm talking about the odisha so if the safal program is successful then even the central government can have some examples from it the next current affairs related with the report which is state of art sorry state of air quality and 
health impacts in Africa. This was recently released. And according to this report, which was released by US-based research organization, HEI, Health Effects Institute, which provides a comprehensive assessment of major air pollution sources and related health impacts in Africa, which hosts more than 1.2 billion people. The report was released ahead of the upcoming COP27 climate change conference in Egypt's Sharm El Sheikh. Though I'll be covering about what happened in Sharm El Sheikh as far as Conference of Parties 27 project is concerned. But before that, let's have some view over the Global TB report. The Global TB report 2022 has been recently released by World Health Organization. And according to this report, which provides a comprehensive assessment of tuberculosis um, and the progress of countries in preventing the disease, in diagnosing the disease and in, in, in treating it, the report is mainly based on the data gathered by the WHO from national health ministries. And the, the data was not satisfactory according to WHO because what the WHO got, the WHO pointed out that the developing countries are still they need to improve as far as the TB is concerned. Because we know that if you leave TB untreated or if you if you, if you left that TB, like if you were earlier taking the treatment, but if you left the treatment in between, then your TB will become resistant. And if you got TB resistant, then it will be almost impossible to treat your TB. So it will become a deadly disease then. Let's move towards the ninth point, which is related with the Lancet Countdown Report. And this Lancet Countdown Report was released on health and climate change again in international and multidisciplinary report. This is the international and multidisciplinary report, which monitors the changes in the health status of climate change. My dear, it is an independent assessment of the delivery of NDCs and why Everyone is talking about climate change everywhere because I already told you that according to some research, according to some reports, if animal, sorry, if climate change, if if even if the countries they 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 decrease their global greenhouse gas emission by some percentage, then only at that percentage will not be sufficient for the global uh, climate. If you want to restrict that global warming, sorry, the global average temperature by 1.5 to 2 degrees Celsius, anyway, we are going to cross it by 2050. And if that happens, the most important adverse effect is going to have over the Arctic Sea. The Arctic Sea will become navigable, completely navigable. So that is the most important major concern that we guys are so serious about. Then we have the Indian government approved the establishment of Terai Elephant Reserve in Uttar Pradesh. The Terai Elephant Reserve will be established in Dudwa Pilibhit in Uttar Pradesh and it, it will span across 3,049 square kilometer area and it will be the India's 30, 33rd Elephant Reserve to be set up in India. So it will include the joint forest of Dudwa and Pilibhit Tiger Reserves and that are involved in the conservation of tiger, Asian elephant, swamp deer, and one-horned rhinosaurus. Heading to the next point related to like Rohit Sharma and the counterpart of the women cricketer, as you can see. On 27th October, the BCC Board of Control for Cricket in India announced that it will pay equal salary to both men and women. It will provide equal pay to both men and women for playing the cricket. The members of 15th BCCI Apex Council recently passed an anonymous resolution to implement a new pay equity policy. And even apart from that, the match fee, the match fee, if, if anyone is going to attend, uh, if anyone is going to see the match which is paying, sorry, which is being played by the women cricketers, the fees will be exactly same. The cost will be exactly same, like the cost which you need to pay for the men's cricket. So this kind of thing is being done in order to promote some kind of equality between the genders in all kind of fields. So I welcome this step. This is again a very welcoming step. And then we have the last current affair for today. That is World Day for 
audio visual heritage which is celebrated every year on 27th of october again very important so this is all about today's current affair we'll be bringing such current affairs even in future and if you want me to continue my classes on current affairs then kindly like the session subscribe it with your friends if you haven't purchased our sessions then it is a golden opportunity to go and purchase it right now if you are serious aspirant kindly keep giving your love and support with me because it enforces me it gives me the strength to make some new videos like that for you guys